0: Now, my darlings, and step back in time with me for a spell. Back to when the wild things—they were not for sale—and what was sacred. Hi everybody, I am Lady Stars and Fire. Thank you for tuning in this evening. This is Otherland Dreams and I'm here with... Who am I here with?
1: I don't know. Who am I?
0: I I'm having an
1: existential moment. What the hell?
0: (laughs) He's a hot mess. He just always is.
1: (laughs) At least you said I'm hot. I'm hot.
0: He's a hot mess.
1: That's so hot. Oh my god.
0: (laughs) But, um... Anyway, with St. Patty's Day coming up right around the corner, I thought that I would do this week's show on just... uh, Every time I try to say this word, it won't come out of my mouth right.
1: Mythological. Thank
0: you. It just will not come right out of my head right. Um, Figures, I mean, creatures and all of that, the folklore and everything of the Irish. So I wanted to get into all of the different creatures, and whatnot from the Irish aspects, since it goes with St. Paddy's Day. And I want to wish everyone a happy St. Paddy's Day, and please be safe, and don't drink too much green beer.
1: Yes, happy Drunk Fucks Day.
0: Drunk Fucks Day. (laughs) And hopefully all the green dye doesn't make you sick.
1: (laughs) Well, as long as they use quality food coloring, you should be okay. The worst you can expect is some blue shits.
0: Blue shits. It's, it, it, it's a weird thing.
1: <laughs> if I drink blue Gatorade, I get green shits. If I drink g- green Gatorade, I get blue shits. I, I, so none of that food coloring is really good for the body.
0: I've never put that much energy into noticing what the food coloring did or what color it. <laughs> hey, look. It may have changed it, but I didn't put that much into it. You pay
1: attention to what you put in your body, right? Well, you, I you know should food pay-
0: coloring's gonna do that.
1: You should pay attention to what comes out because that's a good indication of how well your system is processing.
0: No, I'm aware of that, especially being, you know, working with healing and stuff. So working with healing, I'm aware that when it changes colors, there's things that may be going on. But I'm also aware if you have food coloring in. General, yeah, it's gonna change some shit. I mean, literally.
1: <laughs> and you've never thought to pay attention to it.
0: No, because I knew it was gonna change it anyway. So, um, so who cares? Yeah, kind of. I was like, well, fuck it. It's not. It's It's not because I'm sick. <laughs> all right. Anyway, like I said, I wanted to do um, just speak about all different kind of creatures and stuff that. The Irish mythology, right? My yeah. mouth is not getting it out. It's just not yeah. coming out. No,
1: you, you're you fine with the word mythology. It's it, mythological, which you, you have a problem with. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's that. Is it the um,
1: logic in the center of that? I don't
0: know. It, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. And it's, like, it's, it's like my mouth is programmed for the one word and it just doesn't want it to say the other. I don't know. <laughs> You picked me as your friend.
1: And I picked you as my host for this show.
0: Well, you know what? We, we must be loved, whether I know how to talk or not.
1: I, I'm not seeing anything wrong with it at all. The results speak for themselves, and I love it.
0: <coughs> See, you guys, we're thankful that you love us and that you understand. We ain't perfect either. We screw up just like everybody else. Oh my God, do we ever!
1: <laughs> Each and every single day.
0: Yep. <laughs> All right. But with that being said, did you want to get into who you were looking up? No. No.
1: I got board work to do. Okay. You. You have. You-, a, you specifically have. Start with this.
0: Well, and that's why I had said to you, I'm sorry, we're having a discussion right now. Because uh, we had our <laughs> okay, discussion okay. Whoa, whoa, the whoa, other whoa, day. Okay, okay, whoa, whoa, whoa,
1: whoa, whoa. <laughs> All right, I'm putting down my producer's hat real quick. This is a conversation you should have brought up to me like 10 minutes ago.
0: It is. But when we had dinner the other night at the pizza place, we were talking about this and we were saying that you were going to start with it. So I thought you would.
1: No, I didn't say we were going to start with it. I said we were going to discuss it, not start with it
0: for those of you who don't get to see the video yet, I'm sticking my tongue out at them because I'm a big fat brat. That's that. Okay, with that being said, all right, fine. I will get into it. I just thought we were going to go with a different flow and now we're not, so I'm going to go with the next one. <laughs> all right. Um I'm going to go over
1: I need stronger CBD oil. <laughs>
0: You're going to need really, I mean, if you were around me that much, you really would. Because I'm a very hyper person. I could make you just exhausted in your mind. (laughs) He just keeps sucking on (laughs) it. I'm sorry. (laughs) Okay, with that being said, since I'm getting into the Irish thing here, I wanted to go over some of the ones that I had found, whether I have the time to get into all of them or not. That all depends on, you know, how the day goes and how the show goes in general. So either that way. That being
1: said, Happy St. Patrick's Day! Yep. I hope you get drunk as fuck if that's what you want to do. If you don't,
0: right on. <laughs> either you, way, you. we love you. Because
1: I'm not doing that.
0: I'll probably be working. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, but with that being said, I wanted. To what just I'm go drinking over
1: is what I'll be drinking. This green is right here. Good old fashioned ginger ale.
0: Yes, he has, a ha- he has to have a ginger ale before every show. Uh,
1: during the show? I've got to have it. i got to have it.
0: He's like, where's uh, my ginger ale?
1: Where's the GA, man? Where's the uh, <laughs> ginger ale anonymous group? My, it's
0: my drug. <laughs> 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 okay. But like I said, I wanted to go over some of them just in case we don't go through all of them. And then I'll go back and I'll post it on Otherland Dreams on Facebook, some information. So you can look them up for yourself. Uh, obviously, we're going to be talking about the leprechaun. Now the other one is uh, the clericon or the clericin cleric, cleric my, my mouth and me, I forget it. Forget it. <laughs> it's the far darings. It the is what? the far darings.
1: The far darings? You F-A-R, spell?
0: Far darings, D-A-R-R-I-G-S. Dargs. Dargs. I don't know why I think. Far dogs.
1: You gotta remember uh, Old Irish or Gaelic, you don't pronounce every letter. Every syllable is not... Well, the syllables are there, but they're not pronounced the way you would think.
0: Well, then I'm going to butcher this.
1: Yeah, Gaelic's a hard language to pronounce.
0: Okay, well, like I said, I'm also going to go back and post it on... I'll post it everywhere we have social media, too. Because, like I said, I apologize for, you know, just We don't mean
1: to skirt up your languages, love. We're just bad at...
0: Yes, exactly. Just like
1: my Irish accent. It sucks. Well,
0: I'm bad at English. Don't expect me to get another language
1: right. <laughs> hey, 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 fair enough. My native language is not English.
0: It's, it's hippie. It's hick. Hick.
1: West Virginia hick.
0: Hick. hick. I know, but hippie is what I see. <laughs> All right. So, and then you have the changelings. You have banshees. And this next one, I'm sure I'm pronouncing it all kinds of wrong, but it relates to the Dracula idea. Um, Abahar- Abahartchuk, I, <laughs> I don't know. Avatar, Avatar. Like, no, it's not. Avatar. Now are you talking
1: about the James Cameron movie, or are you oh talking? <laughs> are you talking about the cartoon on Nickelodeon? Because both were good. The live movie by uh, M Night Shyamalan, not so much.
0: If we go into Dracula, I'm going to go into the same one every other chick in the world is going to go into.
1: Uh, Dracula. Dracula was has no origins in Irish mythology.
0: No, but who I'm talking about relates to the idea of Dracula and their idea of where they think Dracula came from.
1: <clears throat> don't make me say wrong, because I don't want to say wrong, but you're... you're...
0: Well, and the stuff the way, that I looked up from the website I got—that's where they. Left what it. you're
1: looking, what you're trying to get at is you're alluding to the, the Irish origin of the vampire mythos. Yes. Which Dracula has nothing to do with, despite the fact that Bram Stoker, if I'm, if I'm remembering my history correctly, I believe Bram Stoker was an Irishman. He might have been an Englishman, but he was definitely British. I believe him to be an Irishman though, but. Dracula had nothing to do with the Irish, or, uh, the Irish vampire stories or and if God, if I could get my computer to connect and I could look at your source material here I could get you the actual pronunciation of the word but the computer's not working on my end right I need
0: now. him for my language my mouth don't work <laughs> don't even go there <laughs> he <They> does <didn't> know <laughs>
1: I so want to. I, I so want to make some comments. But go ahead.
0: I figured he'd have to throw out the phrasing. At least that part. I
1: do have control of that button again, don't I? <laughs> Thank you for bringing that to my attention.
0: <laughs> you are funny. Okay. And then we have the Dullahan. We have the Kelpie. We have the Polka. We have the Slaw. The Polka? Polka. P-O-O-K-A. Puka, puka, um, and, and to my understanding, it was pronounced as s- slow slaw, S L U A. Slaw. Yeah, and that's pretty much it. So let me jump into what I have here, and everybody has heard. Everybody who's heard of Saint Patty's Day and the Irish in general has probably heard of the leprechaun. Aye. Now. I never uh, it off this that Jesus I was just Christ. Okay, anyway. And the very first thing that I'm getting off of this one of the uh, areas that I was looking up. And and I I just never found it this way. It says um you know, undoubtedly that the leprechaun is the most famous of the Irish mythological creatures. I was able to say it. Holy shit. It's <laughs> cuz the word was in front of my face. <laughs> It wasn't me. Just I'm trying to so never proud ride. of you. <laughs> I know, it's sad, but it's the truth. Okay. It
1: really is.
0: <laughs> I um, I'm aware. Like I, y'all hear me all the time say that my mouth don't work. I'm sorry. It's just the way it is. Anyway. The Irish mythological creatures, the the leprechaun is undoubtedly the most important or most famous of them. And according to pop- popular culture, it has been removed from the traditional regular roots. That it was a mascot of horror in movies and icons. I don't remember the leprechaun being like all evil.
1: Oh yeah most of the fae in uh, Irish mythology they weren't good things. The Irish lived in fear of every one of the fae beings or the mythological beings that they had around them. They, th- you didn't want to find a leprechaun.
0: Alright, maybe that's my own special because I see fairies and I deal with fairies and so in my own head that's never been a bad thing.
1: Right, but it's it's one of those, like, uh, the concept of the changeling, which we'll get into a, in a moment. What did the changeling do? Think about that. You know what they did. That wasn't a pleasant thing for those around. Most of the times they were tricksters, or if you invaded their space, or upset them, or wronged them, that's when they interfered in your lives. They 99 uh, times out of 100, they didn't show up, didn't just randomly do good things like the... The story of the shoemaker, where the elves showed up and helped him make his shoes. No, that was a straight-up Grimm's uh, Germanic fairy tale. Now the fae of Irish, uh, Irish folklore was, a, they were all just horrible, horrible things to be avoided. That's why there's so many traditions, and more than I could even think to put into one hour worth of show, of these traditions of how the Irish... Uh, Irish Celts would behave in their daily lives so as not to upset the Fae in fear of their retribution. See,
0: and I remember because as I've been going over some of this, I've been reading that, but I just, in my head, it didn't click. I'm like, I don't, why?
1: That's because you were inundated from a young age, oh, excuse me, with the, uh, the concept of modern uh, propaganda and media, like... The Lucky Charms mascot. He was a leprechaun. He was nice. He was happy. You'll find my
0: my uh, find my gold
1: at the end of the rainbow and my bowl of Lucky Charms. No, no, Uh, you got close to their Lucky Charms. You're gonna lose yours, brother. (laughs)
0: I'm sorry. You got close to their Lucky (laughs) Charms.
1: Yeah, there was a double entendre there on purpose.
0: Well, I mean, I, I guess, like I said, I mean, you could. Why are you shaking your head at me like I'm an idiot?
1: Not at you. (laughs) <laughs> not at you I'm shaking my head at myself right now
0: <laughs> I mean that's why when I was getting into this none of it made too much of sense to me because I was like I understand you always have bad spirits or negative spirits that you're afraid of throughout history and I understand the reasons for them but in my mind I'm going I've never known them to be such a god awful thing
1: no I Traditionally, they were things to be avoided, something you did not want around, something you did not want to upset, something you did not want involved in your life in any way, shape, or form.
0: Okay, well, I mean, like, I'm not Irish, and I'm not, what I don't mean to be any disrespect. What I'm saying is, is I didn't live in that time, and I didn't live
1: there. Well, I didn't live in that time, but I am uh, of Irish and Scottish descent. And despite the big nose, I, (laughs) I do have Irish and Scottish blood and quite a bit of it.
0: Oh, and, and, okay.
1: So I've I've researched it over the years because it's always been something that caught my attention. And, you know, growing up, me and my brother, you know, I would, as a, a young little lad, I was doing my research. Yeah, I was that kind of a nerd. I was in the libraries looking up stuff. And I would tell my brothers, like, our family name is Welsh. But I said, you know, we've got a lot of Irish blood in us just based on what I've, research I've done back to the family genealogy. He never believed me, never believed me, never believed me until the day that he got old enough to start growing a beard. And this great big old six foot two football player who was part of the 800 pound club grows this bright red uh, goatee, yet he's got blonde hair.
0: (laughs) I'm sorry, your facial expression was enough for everything right there.
1: (laughs) And here I am, I've got the hair the color of mud. And a beard as black as pitch, but he he grew that grew that bright red goatee, and he walks up to me one day. He's like, "I think you might be right." Yeah, I I think so.
0: <laughs> Alrighty, alright.
1: <laughs> so yeah, I've done my research into the uh, the Celtic uh, mythos. None of these creatures were something you wanted to come across even the uh, the ones that we will come on to later on by the name I'm sorry by the ah, wrong mouse <laughs> too many computers in front of me Oops. <laughs> including uh, those by the name of uh, the Thude Dudanan yeah that's you yeah. you're talking
0: about
1: which we'll, we'll get into them a little later on but even those guys were not somebody you as an everyday human being wanted to encounter
0: Okay, get back to where <coughs> I was on this. See, I know that. Lucky, lucky.
1: <laughs> I'd shut you off, you stupid.
0: You didn't.
1: <laughs> I've had this problem in the past where I've shut it off before show and it would sh- turn itself back on. I have
0: had similar things happen to me.
1: Thank you, EK the DJ. Oh, real quick, real quick.
0: Stick your face out here and say hi.
1: Please, and I want to know what your experience was in the voodoo shops.
0: Oh, yeah. I'm waiting for his face to pop up. (laughs) That's just only a bit of it. That's all you get.
1: (laughs) All right, we'll save the voodoo shop visit for another day. We, I do want to interview you about the, your trips to the voodoo shops down to New Orleans, because that's fascinating to me. Please continue.
0: Okay, all good. But um, So, I mean, obviously, they were considered to be tricksters. We're back to leprechauns. Um, they were considered to be tricksters. Like I said, I kind of got this off of... I went through a couple of different websites and pulled a little bit of information, but I'm not the biggest on following all of that information. I just wanted to have a fun show with it and go where with it where it went. Um obviously tricksters and they collect their gold and hide it under the rainbows as well as um <laughs> if you caught a leprechaun <laughs> the idea was if you have three wishes they will if, if you catch them they have to grant you three wishes however with them being tricksters you want to watch that what the wishes are which reminds me more of like a genie right so i mean if if you use your wishes unwisely, uncool things would happen, more or less, or come back and get you. Like, there's a story, so to speak, that, you know, somebody caught him and found and got and got him and asked him where he kept all of his gold, and the idea was he took him to the tree where he kept his gold, and he tied something around it so that he could come back and dig for where the tree... dig for where the gold would be, and when he came back the leprechaun had tied similar items around every single tree, so therefore he could never find it. Ah. You know, so tricks, it, it, that's the way I got it. it. was more along the line of, you know, like a genie. And that's why I asked you, because in my mind, I mean, a genie, you have see different stories of stuff like that. And they could be, you know, do some really trickster, smart-ass, bad shit and work against you because you don't know how to ask questions properly or you didn't think it wisely and, and so to speak. But that's what I was connecting it more with and that's why I asked you that as we got into the beginning of the show. Fair enough. Okay, now, um, uh-uh. <clears throat> did you ever get to where you uh, was able to pull up my stuff and whatnot?
1: No, I'm still having a problem with uh, accessing those files.
0: All right, well, the next one, and I'm sure I'm butchering this one, uh, clercan or clarkin or something, like I said, it's, it's with the other language, and I'm positive I'm butchering it. It's C-L-U-R-I-C-A-U-N. And that's just for anybody who is listening and wants to have a clue of what I'm talking about. If you could pick that up really quick in your head, there you go. Um, They're there another, like, idea of a fairy Or of a tiny little old man. It's an Irish elf. Okay, I thought you were about to say something. And they were supposed to be considered, like, in perpetual drunkenness. Right. What are you looking at?
1: Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain.
0: Sorry, okay. Perpetual drunkenness and loves to play practical jokes. They are considered to be similar to the um leprechaun as well they are considered a fairy folk tale i don't know what's going on fairy folk he's moving my shit around i just have stuff moving in front of me no problem <laughs>
1: well you're used to seeing spirits so you're used to that
0: <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> But their their idea is to be similar to the leprechaun, except for they're supposed to be, like I said, in, in per- perpetual drunkenness, and they love to play practical jokes. Um, they mirror, uh, like, they're like they much like the leprechaun, but they're a little bit more ambitious. Ambi- ambitious. Thank you. And instead of uh, leprechauns... Hold up, hold up. I've got to change my thingy Majiggy. jiggy they're considered to be more of a bad dresser and a little bit more geared toward the mischievous than just jokester. They're a little bit more of phantoms and causing trouble. Then we have, um, uh, I'm trying to get my stuff together. Then we have what I was calling the Fardar- Dargons, F-A-R. D-A-R-R-I-G-S This is also close to the uh, leprechaun It is translated into what they call the red man Which is a part of Because he wears I forgot this one That's why I'm holding it here They, um, they wear a red cape And a red hat But they are, they are not typical jolly creatures They are jokesters as well but they could be a little bit more harmful. They were being. They were known for kidnapping your children, kidnapping people. They would keep a a burlap sack. My mouth does not want to work. They would keep a burlap sack with them, and they were known for snatching you and taking you away with them. They were. Um, they would trap their victims, in this, and take them. Take them to wherever it was they were going to keep their victims. As well as they were terrifying. They would terrify you with their terrible bad laughter. Did you know anything about these? The Fardargans or however you're Fardargans. Fardargans? F-A-R-D-A-R-R-I-G-S. I I don't know why I keep putting N in it. He's Uh, so going to slap me.
1: Um... (laughs) Again, Gaelic is uh, such a language, I have to see the word in front of me. I can't just hear the letters and come up with anything close to a facsimile of the way it would be pronounced in the old, uh, or even the new Irish.
0: I I, I understand that, And, and I was just asking if, in general, if you had heard of what I'm talking about.
1: I've heard legends of it, but I... Literally, it's not something it's I've researched. in right your head, yeah. It's not something I've researched recently enough for be able to chime in with anything that's that relevant.
0: I gotcha. They were, like I said, they were known for kidnapping people for keeping putting them in their burlap sacks and kidnapping them. They were also known for stealing babies and replacing them with the changelings.
1: That's the changelings.
0: Okay. Okay,
1: so you're talking about that's a the word you were looking for. I. Again, I don't know it off the top of my head, but that's the old, uh, the old Irish Gaelic, or maybe even just the old Gaelic. It might not just be Irish Gaelic uh, form of that word, but the modern adaptation is the changeling. This is a, uh, this is a, a legend that I'm pretty familiar with. I've heard several podcasts, done uh, multiple researches into it.
0: Okay. Um- yeah, because just in general, you had that look on your face like you wanted to say something, like you knew what I was talking about. That's why I questioned you. Uh,
1: multiple things going on. Uh, one back cylinder in the back was like, hey, 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 hey.
0: His hamsters are still running.
1: Yeah. <laughs> one of them may have pooped, but that's okay. Okay. <laughs>
0: That's like they say you only have two brain cells and one's dead, but the other one's bu- or one's asleep or something, one's busy chasing the other one, some stupid shit like that.
1: <laughs> something like that.
0: <laughs> okay. Um,
1: They're all asleep at the wheel, and the other one doesn't want to disturb the others and wake them up because he doesn't want to be that guy.
0: <laughs> All right, the idea here was, you know, that they also would would steal, you know, the babies and replace them with changelings. They were associated also with nightmares, and they delighted in terror in general.
1: Right, and it was believed. Now, mind you, where this belief came from, I'm only going to assume it was believed based on the parents who believed that their children had been taken and replaced with changelings. But the the concept was that if you had a colicky baby or a child that misbehaved, who was unruly, uh, willful, spiteful, mouthy, that it had been replaced with one of these changelings. So, therefore, again, I don't think they have any basis for believing what happened to their child other than wishful thinking but it was believed in Irish mythology that any child that had been replaced by, uh, replaced by the fae with a changeling that that child had been taken to the land of the fae and was living a life of luxury and happiness which is, if you stop and think about it if you believe, okay I, I'm this big Irish motherfucker and I I fight and I live And I drink, and I do what I want, and I make sure that my land and my thing is taken care of. And I got my own land. I'm not my own ruler. I've still got this asshole who wants to come over and do some prima nocturals if I ever get married. But that's beside the point. But I've got this child, and this child's unruly, and he don't listen to me. No matter how many times, a spank is wee arse. So it must have been replaced with a changeling. So I I hope my true son is happy with the fae.
0: I, at least I've, give them peace of mind.
1: Exactly.
0: <laughs> okay, I can understand And that. to
1: any of our Irish or British listeners, I would say I'm sorry for my bad Irish accent, but it was fun, so I'm really not.
0: <laughs> He's sorry that it sucked for you.
1: <laughs> yeah. 100%. I'm sorry that was painful to your ears. I got to see my chub from it.
0: <laughs> all good, all good. But um, Another thing that is said was that they would lure uh, men to uh lure men to houses in order of cooking dinner and in cooking dinner but would find that i mean lure them for dinner but they would find that really all they were being lured lured there for was to have dinner with an old hag
1: similar to the sto- uh, the Norse story of the succubus
0: yeah i guess that would make sense yeah Um, I don't know what else is on this thing here. That's pretty much that one. Now we get in seeing, like I said, because I don't know this as much. I was just going to run down my list of stuff, but I know that he does know this stuff more. And I don't know what I don't know that I'm not looking up. That's exactly why I'm asking him these questions. Anyway, so if I get into the next one would be the changeling. And see what my information that I have on the changeling doesn't really say a whole shit ton. It's telling. We we,
1: we were just discussing the changeling.
0: Yeah. No. This is saying the the one that I was talking about was known for taking the changelings, not that they were the changelings. For taking the children or replacing them with changelings.
1: Okay, so you're talking specifically about the changeling child themselves. Okay.
0: Okay, yeah. It says the changeling can be one of three things. A infant of an Irish fairy. Fairies birth fairy births are difficult and often a result of deformant being deformed.
1: Deformations.
0: Yes. <coughs> Adult fairies or
1: deformities is another way of pronouncing it. Mm -hmm.
0: But my mouth wasn't going to say either. Adult fairies are obsessed with the beauty, with beauty, and so they would try to swipe children of a human baby Mm -hmm. because they didn't want a deformed baby. Right. Okay. uh, Changelings, like I said, is considered to be one of three. It is an elder fairy that is disguised as an infant because it, Wants all like another life all over again. It's it doesn't want to have to redo any of that.
1: It's it's an elder fairy, it wants his rear end swaddled.
0: It's rear end swaddled. I want to be loved, yeah, it pampered it taken care of and not worry about crap.
1: Yeah, it literally doesn't want his crap worried about, <laughs> it doesn't want to have to worry about it at all. <laughs>
0: And the, the third one, it is, this, it is an object made to look like an infant by fairy magic.
1: See, that that's one I haven't heard personally. I'm not saying that that's incorrect. I'm just saying that's not one of the legends that I'm familiar with.
0: It says, changelings all have old, wrinkled, yellow skin. And... Screech in the day, screech throughout the day and the night. So more or less they cry. Colicky. Yeah. They feed.
1: Or uh, with the yellow skin, jaundice.
0: They feed on. I'm ignoring you. I'm going right <laughs> on to it. They feed on good fortune and they find joy in disaster striking the adopted family and the parents and giving them nightmares.
1: Spare the rod, spoil the child.
0: Okay, and it, it is the changelings grow, they are drawn towards instruments, music, more or less. And that with playing that mu- music, they entrance the others, entrance everyone around them. Mm-hmm. See, and that's really literally all I got on changelings, and that's why I was asking you these questions, because I did not know that much more. Fair enough. Okay. Da, 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 da. Do you want to get in anything at all before I
1: switch over over here? Uh, apparently, you need apparently you need a moment, so I'm going to go ahead and uh, touch into two of the ancient ancient races of uh, Celtic slash Irish, more Irish than Celtic mythology. One of them being the Thu Dé Dúnan. It's uh, that phrase translated from the old. Uh, Gaelic is tribe of Danu. The scholars agree that Danu was the name of the this particular people's goddess. Most uh, probably Anu or Anon. However, it is unproven. So we really don't know because there's almost no references to the goddess Anu in any other uh, historical text or folklore that has been able to be uh, been found by anthropologists. So other than the reference of the Tuatha de uh, Danu, nothing. That's a, one of the only, and when I say one of the only, like one in five references to the goddess Danu. They were a race of godlike uh, people gifted with supernatural powers who invaded and ruled Ireland for over 4,000 years. Uh, according to an ancient document known as the Annals of the Four Masters, and I'm not even going to try to pronounce the, uh, that, the name of that manuscript in the original Gaelic because...
0: He'll butcher it.
1: I might bite my tongue off. <laughs> I mean, good Lord. It, it's just...
0: <laughs> it looks like medicine. Medicine. Like you can't pronounce medicine.
1: If you've ever seen the movie The Matrix, it looks like the code falling.
0: Oh wow! Okay. Uh,
1: according to the uh, the Annals of the Four Masters, uh, which was compiled by uh, Franciscan monks between the years 1632 and 1636 from earlier texts, the uh, Dunan ruled from 18 uh, 1897 B.C. until 1700 B.C., a short period, indeed, uh, when it comes to that particular time and the fame that this uh, quote-unquote uh, regular people or race of supernatural beings, depending on how you look upon them, uh, were supposedly uh, to be in power. They were said to have originated from four mythological northern cities, northern uh, more northern than Ireland itself, and again, I like my tongue. I like my cheeks. I ain't going to try to pronounce these four cities because, wow. <laughs> how anybody, if we have any Irish listeners, how y'all pronounce Gaelic and English, good on you. You know, I, I understand enough Latin and enough French and enough Spanish to understand how those languages come together. Gaelic is just is <laughs> like smoking mushrooms after you've done a bale pot <laughs> uh there's several references to these uh people The that... where's my reference here uh the thuo ade Adanu. danu thu ade danu it's a tongue twister.
0: Yeah, just, when you brought it up to me, I was
1: like, who, who, to what? <laughs> yeah, it, it's a mouthful of syllables, you know. <laughs> uh, what they looked like was they uh, certainly looked very different to the small, dark native peoples of Ireland at the time. The Dunan uh, are generally described as tall, with red or blonde hair, blue or green eyes, and pale skin. They uh, were believed to be of... By the modern people of Irish descent to come from to be a godlike race of beings, uh, they were said to represent more of the beneficial powers, for lack of a better term, in uh, society uh, in the world uh, civilization. They believed to be uh, they hold sway over civilization. They believed them to hold sway over agriculture. They believed them to hold sway over calm weather, Uh, the rains, the soft rains that helped produce the uh, crops that were necessary for food and making sure that life was good. In comparison to them, we have the Fomorians.
0: (laughs) His dramatic change.
1: (laughs) Yes. The Fomorians.
0: I'm assuming that's bad.
1: Oh, they are another giant-like race.
0: So was one considered more like they liked them and they were good, and one was considered, I fear the hell out of you?
1: Yeah, the people of the Chihuahua de Danu are, and I know I just, without... The, my proper pronunciation in front of me, I'm sure I switched back to the one that I learned years and years ago, which I've recently discovered is a syllable, a syllable or two inaccurate. But they were considered the light side. So it would were, be like the light and the dark. Yeah, they were the Jedi. The Fomorians were the Sith.
0: Okay, I get you.
1: Okay. Uh,
0: Thank you for breaking it down for self-terms. <laughs> <laughs>
1: They were bloodthirsty, uh, the Fomorians were bloodthirsty warrior giants, which came from far across the sea. Or was it the underworld? Based on the name Fomorian, it's still up in the air. The, uh, the four, the F-O-R, uh, F-O-M, and it's Fomorians, not Fomorians, please forgive me for my mispronunciations, uh, believes, uh... It's I lost my spot. It's uh, and my bad. I should not say that on the air. It means to come from away. Now the Orions. There is some debate as to whether or not that means from the uh across the sea or under the sea.
0: Under the sea sounds better.
1: Under the sea.
0: No, I mean, under if the they were sea. supposed to be evil, that would be from like the ego from under the sea.
1: It makes sense, yes, but.
0: Doesn't mean that it's real.
1: Right. <laughs> they were uh, a race of giants who were typically viewed to be deformed boils, pox, limbs contorted in the wrong way, angry, contempt. Just take, you think of the words jealousy, anger contempt angst and just put that into a giant race gray skin skin drooping off even though they've got their large muscular body but the skin is still drooping off of them Then it's just ugly sickly gray boils pox pus that's the uh fomorians just yeah lady stars and fire got it correct right there with the tongue just came out (laughs) yuck (laughs) That's the way the Fomorians are uh, viewed, and <laughs> they were they were viewed as having powers over the weather in the the, the destructive forces, tsunamis, uh, tornadoes, torrential rains that would wipe out crops, right. earthquakes, anything that Lots. was. Uh, and the Fomorians were also believed to have the not just cause these because of their presence but to have control over these things. So when the Fomorians showed up, there was going to be a Hell problem. That
0: was going down, yeah.
1: Now the interesting thing about this, and I don't have the research in front of me to you know, start going into it too much, there are apparently multiple instances of, uh, in the Irish Gaelic stories where the Fomorians, uh, Fomorians and the Tuatha de Dunano would intermarry These beautiful, bright creatures, and these just (laughs) ugly, nasty. Hey.
0: That is saying. Hey, hey, (laughs) hey, hey! hey. Don't be shallow. I'm sorry. (laughs) If you're gonna be all pussy on me, we got a problem. (laughs) I don't. I don't want to be shallow, but ew. God damn it! Now I got to
1: behave. Damn it. (laughs)
0: <laughs> um, I, can't, I can't i can't go there <laughs> i'm sorry that's just ew uh,
1: yeah, ooh, ooh, yeah.
0: Ooh. it was reminding me of something else that i wanted to say to you too because as you were talking about I'm what
1: gonna, pus and ugliness No, no. Um, Reminds you of me
0: <laughs> no 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 we love you no you're not pussy uh,
1: I'm, I'm so hurt <laughs> I feel so in love. You're
0: not pussy. <laughs> At
1: least my ginger ale likes me.
0: <laughs> now, as you were talking a minute ago about the two, it came into my mind, and I'll be damned if I know what it was that I wanted to say. It reminded me of something else. But it's gone now, so I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, I, it went, was it with the
1: Tuatha De Danu, or when it comes to the Fomorians?
0: I, that's the whole thing. It, it had to do with the two. Like you were saying, like uh, uh, like Star Wars, like but but it wasn't relating it to a movie. The
1: light, the the Jedi and the Sith.
0: Right, but like I was relating it to something else in mythology, and I'll be damned if I know where I was going with
1: it. The angels and the demons.
0: No, it wasn't anything like that. It was it had to do with something you've heard of.
1: Yeah, because no, none of our listeners have ever heard of angels and demons.
0: <laughs> oh, no, I mean, I mean, of, of, well, yeah, and it's not necessarily fact either because it's mythology. But I don't, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> anyway. my brain. Just, But well, it does that a lot. So. <laughs> but were you done? Yes. All righty then, because I apologize. I don't know where in the world my head went with that. Okay, so um, while we only have a few minutes left, really, before you need to jump into uh, Solarheim right? Correct. Let me, let me just go over the two horse-like ones, and the rest I'll, I'll post in a few minutes. Um, or I'll post after the show and, and the next day on all of other social media. The puka is one of the most feared types of Irish fairies. It is a violent trickster who emerges solely at nighttime. It is considered to be... Typically, it is is looked at as a black horse who stampeded into the night trampling fences, property, crops, so to speak. The black horse destroyed everything. This would be the way that it appears and shows itself. Now, it's not always that, though. It is also said that, you know, if chickens or cows, the animals that the Irish had, you know, outside, of their farms and stuff in their homes. It was said that if the chicken or the cow was to see the puka, they would uh, not be able to produce eggs or milk for like a week, that it had traumatized them so drastically that it messed them up and it would not be able to, you know, have its normal active behavior. It was also said that the creatures um, were different. They in forms that they could also take different forms, and some was also viewed as a dark eagle, and or they would just be looked at as the boogeyman in general. Let me switch my pages here. They were considered to be shapeshifters. They um, were th- went through the night of destruction, causing destruction everywhere they went, and they they would often, you know, kill their victims or they would stand outside of their victim's house and try to, you know, they had supposedly mastered being able to speak. So they would call the victim's name, trying to get the victims to come out of their house. But if you would not come out of your house, then they would simply destroy everything outside. Then there was the Kelpie. The Kelpie is considered to be an evil water spirit. That appeared to look like a horse. It also appeared to always be soaking wet. Its mane would be soaking wet. It it was supposed to be considered to be cute and beautiful enough to attract children. And the idea was for it to try to attract you and get you to come to it and get on your back. But once you got on the Kelpie's back, it would drown you.
1: Yeah, it's... that's a hard one for me to swallow because have you ever seen a soaking wet horse?
0: That's because it's supposed to be merging out of the water, so the mane is supposed to have been walking through the water.
1: Yeah, but still, have you ever seen a soaking wet horse? No. They are fucking frightening.
0: Well, the picture here shows, like, the picture I have shows it from one side looking just like a horse that's wet, and underneath it, like in the reflection of the water, it looks...
1: Okay, like so it, so it's projecting a glamour.
0: Yes, it's supposed okay. to be a projecting a glamour that gives the idea that it's an enchanted thing, that you would be able to trust it, that it would be cute and nice and blah, 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 blah. And then once you got to it, it was supposed to drown you. And even... It was supposed to drown its victims, and it would consider... It was said to have eaten its victims... Eating its victims and leaving nothing but their hair and their liver.
1: But Very the livers taste. T- livers are tasty. Eww.
0: I'm sorry. Eww.
1: Especially with some onion.
0: Oh God, <laughs> I don't do livers. It's sorry. a
1: hunter's meal: liver and onion.
0: Well, you there. You go, hippie. <laughs> you can have it. <laughs> Your <laughs> no, no
1: that that would be more of the hillbilly side of All me, right, not there the hippie go, side. <laughs>
0: Either way, no, 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 no. But with that being said, are you ready to get into Solar Solarheim or not? I am. Okie dokie. Oh no. Maybe. I am. Uh, I... I can make noises too.
1: Good. <laughs> I guarantee you mine are more potent. You want to play? No. I thought not. All right. Uh, According to Solar Ham, as of yesterday, March 11th, it references a weak coronal mass ejection that was observed leaving the sun on March 8th, which could uh, possibly reach Earth within 24 hours or more, depending on how how much force was behind the, the CME. An update to that says the solar wind stream flowing past Earth remains... At quiet levels, a minor G1 geomagnetic storm watch is in effect for Monday, which was yesterday, due to a weak double CME event observed on the on the 8th. It is possible that the slow-moving and relatively narrow plasma cloud missed our planet or was too weak to really notice. Active conditions will remain possible in the days ahead to a narrow coronal hole now facing Earth. So for the next couple of days, pay attention to what's going on. It's not strong enough in any way, shape, or form to affect any of our electronics. But you may feel the extra effect of the neutrino particles that would be have been the that the Earth is just not rock. Uh, the sun is just not rocketed at us. Is that it? That is it. The only
0: reason I'm saying that is. Because with what he just read to you, he's saying that, you know, it's not necessarily strong enough to affect our electronics. <clears throat> and I'm not disagreeing with him, but I am stating it. Yarn's still in retro, uh, in Mercury retrograde, which means your electronics still could be. Anyway, because when you're dealing with Mercury in retrograde, it's all communication systems can be a little bit wackadoo. I'm not pointing it out to Solar Hame or to the sun.
1: Yeah, I'm going with. <laughs> We've met, right? Yes. Okay. I you... did
0: not use Solar Hame. I said that it could be a different level.
1: You know that I have a background in computer and small electronics repair. I know how electricity works, AC and DC. I know how diodes work. I know how uh, electromagnetic fields work, right?
0: Would you like expect- to me then I'm sorry about astrology guys would you explain to me then why for the last two days everything metal I touch I get I get a shock from uh,
1: that's because the uh, the air is very dry you're putting up a, st- uh, a static charge as you're walking and you're discharging it to something of a of a pe- uh, of what they call a positive area which means it has fewer electrons than you have. You have a negative charge, which means you have more electrons. What you're touching has a smaller number of electrons, which means it has a positive charge. So as you touch it, you're releasing the uh, the electron uh, buildup in you to that to create an equilibrium. Okay. That's why that is.
0: Well, I'm just curious. I was like, the last couple days, everything I touch, I'm like its always the metal like oh my god I'm, try- I'm sorry like I'm trying to push a shopping cart at work and I can't I have to like wrap it up in my coat
1: no just take the zap it's no, better f- it's, like, it's better like, for you
0: no it hurts like hell it does not. you know what you be comfy for the day. All right, sorry, back to astrology. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sorry. I get told by everybody that I know all the time it's the operator and it was my weird shit. I don't know, but it hurts. (laughs) All right, anyway, um, like I said, You have Mercury in retrograde and I had stated all of this retrograde with it being in water in Pisces and it wouldn't be slightly surprised if, you know, your communication is all backed up and that I also stated anything that has to do with communication as far as like the electronics go and, and whatnot. I wouldn't be surprised at that level either. At least that's what I was stating when I was throwing it out there. Now. There is absolutely no no doubt that what is going on right now in our astrology is happening the way that it's happening for a reason. You have... Well, as I get into this week's astrology, let me just explain. We It's like a purging energy. And once you make it over the purge, it starts to get a little bit better. The purging energy is kind of what we're getting from Uranus making its move into Taurus. As it left Aries and it went into Taurus, it's been giving you that last bit of information of everything that you've been learning and undergoing over the last 10 years, and the shifts that you've been creating for yourself within those last 10 years, whether they were good or bad, and that stuff's been coming back up. Now we're moving into the next house, or we actually are in that next house, where independence, individuality, uniqueness, and freedom, it is now moved into Taurus, and it's going to also start assessing... Self worth, self value, self esteem. With that being said, you have Mercury in retrograde and in one of its most powerful retrogrades. Just because of everything that's here. Um, it's that universal 12th house. The sun is here, Vista is here, Neptune, who owns the sign, more or less, is here, you know? And what I'm being given is this is like a purging. And the way Spirit explains it to me with it being a water sign is, is you, we all have waves that we are undergoing, that we are working through that we are healing so to speak and some people have waves they are sifting through some people have a tidal wave they are sifting through some people have like a whole freaking hurricane coming at them and some people have a tsunami this is dealing with the subconscious this is dealing with purification and cleansing but this is also dealing with your psychic powers there is absolutely no surprise that this energy is happening from while while mercury is in retrograde Because Mercury comes out of retrograde on the 28th. Okay. And then it's in shadow, Mercury is, where it'll be reassessing the darker aspects of what it was having this conversation about and healing while it was going through this retrograde for approximately two weeks. You want to make sure that you have as much of this, you know, depth of self cleared out and at least acknowledging the direction that you need to go with your healing by April 10th, because April 10th is when Jupiter is going to go direct. I mean, Jupiter will go retrograde, and it will be the actual first house, I mean, first planet of the year that's starting its retrograde. And I say first one because I don't count Mercury. Mercury goes retrograde a couple times during the year. It's not a one-time thing. So this is really an energy you want to make sure is set you know, as this stuff happens. However, you do want to make sure you understand you also have this energy is coming through from a new moon and a full moon right now. The full moon is going to take place on the 20th in Virgo next week. And the new moon is setting new goals, new directions, new, new uh, beginnings, Uh, everything that's new, it's new directions, new goals, new beginnings, and the full moon is showing you by that time what it is that's not working and you have to let go. This energy is coming through this Mercury retrograde, through this purging, okay? And like I said, it's that shifting of energy that's taking place because you're not just going to have a full moon on the 20th, you'll also have the spring equinox and the sun will be moving as well. So, like I said, this is a small time frame where it's, it's coming in very powerfully to move you in the right direction. And as I get into this week's actual astrology a little bit deeper, until I run out of time, um, I want to go back and state that as you get through the purging, of this energy. What spirit has been telling me is this is a combination of energy of your feminine and your masculine coming together into a creation of one, to a creation of wholeness. Um, Because what they've, What Spirit gives me as the idea is Osiris and Isis. They also give me Thoth as the energies here, or Metatron as the energies here, to help you come into that oneness of feminine and, and masculine. But if you're not understanding Osiris and Isis either, that has to do with the god of the underworld, according to Egyptian mythology, as well as the god of healing, which is what she was, Isis, as well as the god of magic. Are the one who created the magic according to Egyptian mythology. So, if you don't comprehend what I'm saying here, the way Spirit explains it to me is if you have, if you play tarot cards, if you do the tarot, take your high priestess, your emperor, and your empress and combine them into one card, and then you will understand what we are talking about.
1: Is the word play the proper one to use there with tarot cards?
0: You know, but you, you are playing a game. You're, pl- you're playing. Uh, you're playing with spirit.
1: <laughs> I thought you were trying to talk to spirit.
0: You are, but you're also you're you're, you're you know what? But
1: if you're playing a game with you're talking to somebody, <laughs> it, it kind of acts as a, a manipulator.
0: It can't be a manipulator.
1: Yeah, but what are, are you? Your are you? Cards are
0: cards are in the first place? Are
1: you? Are you manipulating spirit, trying to force what you want, no, or you're are trying you trying to
0: manipulate the life that you are living?
1: Or, no, you're just trying to receive the message.
0: But you're trying to manipulate it by understanding stuff you're not supposed to understand. Because, in honesty, okay, I, I read tarot, okay? I'm not going to deny that. I, I read my oracles. I'm going to do all of I do all of that. But at the same time, when you start asking them questions, you're asking for stuff that's not being given freely, necessarily.
1: Okay. What I'm getting at is this. You and I are having a conversation is it me manipulating my life by trying to understand the words that are coming out of your mouth? Or is it just me communicating with you?
0: No, okay, this is the way I explain it to people all the time. When people like want a reading for me, and they ask for a reading, and they don't realize that I get asked for readings by so many people. Mm hmm. And whether it's medium or it's the tarot or whatever, and I tell people all the time, if I'm talking to you and I'm getting images or I'm getting information or I feel that I'm being told to do this or that, then I will I will give it freely because it's being given freely. If I have to pull the tarot cards out, I got to work for it. Da 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 da. It's not being given freely. Fair enough. With that being said, I'm just gonna give you. Two little things that are important for this week that you might want to know. The 13th, Gemini, is speaking with v- Gemini with Juno and Moon, the moon in Gemini 3, the third house. Juno and the moon are there. They are speaking with Venus in a very positive way. Venus is what most people comp get confused with juno juno is the sacrificing commitment it takes to make it work the moon is the emotions that would go behind that sacrificing commitment to make it work venus is the is the emotional sensitivity and it's going to be speaking to you about how you can make things work on the 13th so this is a very positive thing now on the 14th is a little bit different you have gemini Um, You have the moon, which is in Gemini, and it's going to be moving into Cancer. So it's going to be going from seeing things from all points of view to like a nesting feeling. And I I need to take care of you. I I need things to be all right. I need to nest and make sure everything is good. And it's talking to Venus and Lilith also so it's no longer with juno at that time it's just the moon as it moves into cancer however here is what spirit says it has a cross energy which will throw you down on the 14th if you are not watching because mars is squaring venus this is the two lovers are not getting along in general the universal lovers you have your masculine your act your masculine your action and all of that your warrior is not getting along with that sensitivity, but Chiron is, I have a diamond being given to me by spirit, which is speaking of our four are not getting along, and that is Chiron, the wounded healer, Saturn, rules, walls, and boundaries are not getting along with the north node, which is the roots of who and what you are and what you need to learn in order to move forward, but they're all not getting along with uh libra and that universal seventh house which is the relationships i'm being told there is going to be fear that day there will be anger that day that you need to work through and it will be dealing with the solar plexus it will be dealing with the uh the sacral chakra and it's because it's sitting with palace haumea And Make Make, which is the lotus flower. Where are you on the energies of the lotus flower? Are you still in the muddy, murky water? Are you starting to bloom or have you bloomed? This is the collective consciousness coming into consciousness along with Pallas, which is the warrior goddess, and she is all about strategic thinking. So listen to your gut. I love you guys, and have a wonderful week. Bye.
1: Bye bye. And I'd like to remind you all to uh, check us out on uh, not only your favorite podcast app, subscribe to us. Uh, If you're on iTunes, uh, leave comments. I know you can do that on uh, Castbox as well. Uh, The more ratings you get, the more it helps us out, the more it lets us know what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong. Uh, Share us with your friends. You know, like, share, subscribe. Uh, Check out uh, Lady Stars and Fire's personal website www.ladystarsandfire.com uh, Check out our YouTube channel Lady Stars and Fire. Yep. Uh, check out my YouTube channel Heel Hippie. And also uh, check us out on Patreon uh, www.patreon.com uh, forward slash Otherland Dreams. Uh, we've got two tiers available currently. One which gives you access to all full uh, video episodes where you can see all video that's going on during the show. See the Stupid antics that are going on <laughs> as you're listening to us talk our stupid stuff. <laughs> and the second one gives you access to all the, the tier one rights. Uh, tier one's at a $1. dollar. Tier uh, two is at $50. But you get all the tier one rights. And for every month you belong to that tier, you get a... Uh, is it a rune reading, a tarot reading? What reading is it that you're willing to give for at the fifty dollar?
0: I don't know. I, I I didn't look at your thing to pay attention really what you put up. But if you said rune, it's probably the rune.
1: Yeah, I think it's rune. Yeah, so you get a rune, uh, a free rune cast from the Ladies and Zars and Fire for every month you belong to that that tier, and that's a really good deal because typically it costs a lot more than that. So uh, again, check us out, subscribe, share us with uh, share us to your friends. And as always, thank you for listening. We love you all. And may all your journeys be safe ones.
0: Hugs and kisses in the wind. Bye. <laughs> in a minute. Bye. <laughs> Ow, my knee popped. Come now, my darling. Let's step back and talk <laughs> with me. For a spell. Back to when the